Hello and welcome along to the New Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Adam Tinian and we're here. This is a special episode today. So uh, I'm here with uh, Carrie and Debs from Festability, which is coming up in a few days' time. So uh, this podcast is going out on May the 9th. Welcome, ladies. Thank you very much for joining me today. No, thanks for having yeah, us. Thank you. Um, and the festival's obviously in a couple of days' time from the release of this podcast. So yeah. uh, I just thought I'd get you guys along to talk about the festival, really, and just have a little chat about it because it is something very unique. The first time that this has ever been done in Kent. Uh, there's some great music happening and just some kind of great things in general. So, um, yeah, so let's, let's talk about festability first of all. So uh, I don't know if you watch one of you want to jump in and just tell me how the idea was conceived, maybe. Let's start okay. with that. The idea, like most good ideas, came about on a Saturday night after a bottle of wine. Obviously, of course. And we sort of saw a video on YouTube and that was a very small college that had done a festival that was totally inclusive um up in the northwest for young people with learning disabilities yeah and i just went oh wouldn't it be great if we could do that in kent and then i made the mistake of tagging carrie who went yeah let's do it and let's go big <laughs> and we have <laughs> you've got very big I and mean, we were just discussing beforehand the video that you've mentioned it was a lot smaller scale than what you've actually yeah. achieved with yeah. festivality right Did go big or go home yeah <laughs> i mean i think the one that we saw the video was a very small tiny little stage with maybe about five people throughout. but it was still really inspiring it was it was unbelievably still, inspiring we're, we're parents of disabled children and adults ourselves yeah. so and i think that along our life has been the reason why we do a lot of the things we do is to try and make things better or we've seen our children suffer my son carl loves music and has always wanted to go to a music festival but he just either hasn't now to go because it's just not possible it's just too big for him mm -hmm. or he d did try to get tickets to something one year and they'd reached their wheelchair capacity of so he, they had they had other tickets available but they, he couldn't go so it was there was an element for me personally to think oh wow this is something my son could do yeah yeah i mean so you, you mentioned when when we you first came in the studio today that this is the first one in kent i mean i've not heard of these things at all i mean and obviously some as, as an able-bodied person i guess it's something i've never really kind of considered but you're absolutely right what you say i never even thought there'd be a wheelchair capacity for a mm. for a festival but of course yeah it, it makes perfect sense i suppose no totally and they also limit sort of that because they have to um, provide carer spaces and right. and that obviously in you know has an impact on what they gain financially um, but also from a health and safety perspective, it's what's in place. And I think um, a lot of the mainstream places put things in place that are very generic. So they may have a wheelchair accessible place. But with Festibility, we've really moved it on from that. And we've sort of tried to cater for as many different disabilities as we can. Um, like Carrie said, she's a mother of, of a young adult with um, a disability. I have three children. Um all sort of early teens um, mm. all of whom have different disabilities okay. so I have a son who has autism and for him loud crowds are his yeah. idea of absolute nightmares yeah. um, I have a, a son who's blind who is like a walking encyclopedia of music <laughs> and can tell you everything from anybody from Pink Floyd to the Beatles to really? you know Eminem and whatever he's, he's fab we, we love his music um, and then he goes to gigs okay um, and absolutely loves it and it's a very different scenario for him because people sort of see a white stick and go oh okay we just need to make sure he can get up the steps and he's not going to get pushed whereas for my other son who would quite like to it would just be too full-on so because the crowd is just too yeah. much for him and yeah and, and it's also things like queuing for things mm. and sort of just generally as a parent going to take him and he likes to run 
Um, I don't. <laughs> and <laughs> so, and he will run off. And if I need to go and use the toilet myself, that brings another challenge. Yeah, of course. So we've thought about all of this because it's a lived experience. Um, and so we've been able to sort of go, okay, that's what we need to do for that. So we're bringing in how many staff? 12? Um, yeah, I think I think that maybe yeah, about 12 to 15 staff. Um, I do my day job. I run a charity um, that works with disabled children and we, we work with children with quite high needs and very challenging behaviour. So my staff are skilled and trained to manage that. Mm-hmm. So we have funding to be able to have um, a large amount of them available on the day to assist in whatever way is needed. So if, you know, if the child has a meltdown or, or needs distracting or a parent needs to go to the toilet and we look after the child or they want that you know trying to feed yourself and your child or adult at the same time you know we'll jump in wherever we're needed whatever we needed the idea is that they can try and you know keep things calm entertain help if there's a queue issue you know whatever whatever's needed they will be there on the day yeah. to try and assist yeah because i think sometimes as well by the time you've got to that meltdown area the parent is in meltdown as well so actually being able to just go somewhere and know that actually there's people sat there who are going to who are trained mm. who have experience and you're not going to feel guilty and you can sit down and the other thing is i think i'd like to think that everybody will be understanding on the day so there's there tends to be an element of you know i remember when i first started doing uh, my day job snap that, that when another child was having a meltdown you kind of thought oh my god it's not my child you know, you didn't you didn't yeah, judge, yeah, yeah, and you just kind of looked pitifully as if saying, "I feel your pain." I feel your pain. Yeah, yeah. yeah of so it was you didn't you didn't have to worry about that pressure thing. Everyone's staring at me. You know, my child's having a meltdown. Everyone's staring. At me. No, they're not. They they understand. They get it. And somebody normally gets up and helps you. Hmm. So we're hoping there's an element of that on the day. I think this is also probably a really good point to say that it's not a totally exclusive event. Right. Of course. We we are. It is an inclusive event, as in all disabilities, but also everybody, yeah. non-disabled, local people, members of you know anybody that lives in kent that wants to come anybody that likes music and wants to come to a festival that is going to have a lovely hopefully lovely happy vibe in good weather then come along yeah join us join us some of the musicians you've got booked in so so hollow blue and smoking mavericks i've just picked out from the list myself that i see on facebook all the time that i've got a big following um but let's talk about some of the other guys so you've got autistics that are there Um, tell Um, me about these bands that are kind of more kind of uh, in tune with the audience maybe okay so the autistics is a rock band that includes uh, musicians with autism and other disabilities and they do original music and cover versions um and so they're fantastic they're really good they've sang with tom jones and everybody which is really awesome um we've also got um a group called broken signal um and they have people with disabilities and autism within their thing um, and some of the groups as well had connections where they had children with disabilities okay. or they worked in a special needs school or and so it's been a really good mix for us and we've got something for a bit of everybody i mean we've got fallen fields which is um a local special school who have a group of children who perform so they're going to be our opening event um as long as everything goes to plan <laughs> um and then we've got another choir called sensational sensational which again is young people and adults with learning difficulties um and then we've got um people like you said hullabaloo we've got gyps cas we've got stoned we've got kind of mercury smoking mavericks and in all fairness the price of our tickets we've kept really really low um mostly because we just wanted people to be able to come and enjoy it yeah of course and so actually being able to see this huge spectrum of 
musicians for the price of our tickets, which is £15, is just... You know, I think an amazing deal for the day. Well, I think it is actually. I, I'm surprised. It's the first time I've heard the price. I, I am because the discussions we've had before we press record, which I want to talk about now, about things like, you know, you, you mentioned um, earlier, Carrie, about having to have speakers in the floor for the vibrations. So this is not like organising a normal festival where you've got the stage and you've got the sound equipment and that's ticked and done. No, we al- along the way. I mean, <laughs> our our experiences is what probably drove us and started this off. Um, you know, with autism or visual impairment and, and a wheelchair physical disability. And along the way now, other parents and, and families and carers are coming to us saying, my child has this issue, my child has that issue. OK, we hadn't thought about that, right. but we will now do something about it because that's what it's about, is being flexible, creative and adapting everything to make sure we can't go around saying we're inclusive if we're not. Yeah, of so we now have BSL interpreters on stage um, throughout the day signing uh, some of the songs from, from each of the bands. Um, we have had to put a speaker, uh, one of the speakers on the floor to make sure there's vibrations. Um, so it's it's just looking into how, if, if somebody has an issue that is going to prevent them from coming, we need to f- remove that barrier so they can come. And I, I mean, I do believe everything is, and that's the problem with society is actually, we don't, we're not asking for the moon. Mm. Some of this stuff is really, really simple and small changes and thinking outside the box, printing things in braille, you know, having, having what, what's needed there to be able to make you come. Um, my issue, I have a car park issue. All right. Um, it stems from having a child in a wheelchair that you can't get out of a vehicle. Okay. And I must have driven to places over the years and not been able to park. So then what happens is you stop going to places because I get up and go, I won't be able, I won't be able to park. I won't go. Mm-hmm. So then you isolate yourself because you stop going out. Of course. And my son's 25 and has left home. He's been left home five years now. I still won't go anywhere. I still have a massive issue about panicking that I'm not going to be able to park the car. I no longer have a wheelchair in a vehicle. Yeah, of course. But I still have a real issue. It stays with you. But it scars you. Yeah. So, you know, I'm really excited that we're parking on a field. I can do that. Yeah. That's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. We've got a 27-acre field I could choose from. Absolutely. Um, and the other issue for me is changing facilities. Um, my son needs personal care. He can't use a disabled... We will be having portaloos, disabled portaloos, but he couldn't choose a, port- a disabled toilet. He needs a changing bed to lay on to be changed and a hoist. And it's such an easy solution. There's a company called Mobilu who turn up in their van and in the back of their van is all the kit you need. The hoist, the changing table and a toilet. It costs nothing in the grand scale of things. And Mm. more places could be... You just hire this company and this van turns up for the day. More companies could be doing that. More companies could just be adding that in their budget when they're putting on an event. Yeah, absolutely. And then it would make that day accessible to somebody because you haven't got to go home and change or lay on lay them on the floor behind a tent somewhere. Yeah. So it's things for me, things I think we've all got a different thing that we're excited about. Toilets and car park are my thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I also like the fact we, we have actually taken on more disabled toilets, mostly because for some of our young people they will have to go in with their parents right. and as a mum who you know goes to service stations and i take them other places as well we don't just go to service <laughs> stations um, day out i know day out you know it's like you said at least i can park <laughs> so but we'll go to service stations and it's very often when we come out the loo's it must look like one of those adverts how many people can you fit in one toilet because we all sort of start traipsing out but i have to do that i can't keep them safe any other way um and so having sort of more disabled loo's yeah. than we 
you know the norm would have mm. um, and it's things like that having a brailled program now a lot of the children will be able or young people who are visually impaired will be able to access it as a screen reader on their iPod but we want to give them a backup because they may not get internet they may decide that they've not they've forgotten to bring it so we're going to give them that in braille so that will make it that they are independent and can look at things like that so it's very exciting it's much bigger than we expected on that first Saturday night I'm not sure I'd call it exciting right now no (laughs) yeah I think that that boat sailed but (laughs) I'm hoping on the day it it comes together and we feel that excitement we enjoy it because it's we we, we want to enjoy it we want to realise that we are doing the right thing and we want to continue it this needs to be an annual thing yeah sure and I think you know hopefully if it if it works and everybody has a fab day then it's done what it's meant to do and then it'll come again yeah i mean we've had to finish um our last thing finishes at eight o'clock and that's down to daylight it was down to extra expenses of generators and lighting and car parks but next year we want to do it later we yeah. want it to be an all-day thing please um, don't say camping overnight because i'm just <laughs> thinking of the extra stress and work that's going to involve oh well that may be year three okay <laughs> let's have our year three plan but you know i think there's the potential for this to be something amazing but i also one of the big things for me is I do want other people to come, people who don't have that awareness or it has knowledge. To be, to be sustainable and um, to be fully inclusive. But though. I want them to come along you know. and realise that actually we're not frightening. Well, maybe the parents are, but you know, I just <laughs> oh, think. Oh, moments. You know, but generally it's, it's going to be really sort of, I think, educational for a lot of people. And yeah. they'll realise that as a society, the things that you do need to adapt and change don't actually have to be that much. Yes, there's so many little things, you know. I was actually reading a th- thing on Facebook, just just kind of uh, randomly, not linked to this, but I was thinking of the thing on Facebook yesterday about the the new weather spoons and what five million pound or something they spent on it, and there's no ramp down to the beach yeah. on the outside. So if you wanna if you wanna sit with your family, you have to sit in the seating area. And, uh, and there was a, the story was of someone who took their wheelchaired sister along, and they had to kind of sit on the beach with a physical barrier between them. It was a small barrier, and they could still talk, but nonetheless, they're, it's a barrier. They're separated. I wonder if they have a changing place toilet. Well, who knows? <laughs> I mean, look into that. You, you can obviously go inside and they have got a lift and, and so you can sit okay. on the balcony. So they are accessible to a degree, but mm. you feel like it's just such a tiny thing. Put a ramp out the back. But it's, it's the issue with the lift as well is if there is a fire alarm, right, of course. then they obviously mm-hmm. that gets closed. And yeah, if you're upstairs in a wheelchair on a balcony, you're stuck until but the fire are on. don't really have the same excuse as existing buildings no. do you'd, you'd like to think that new builds yeah. would start would be, would include it, some of these small it's very changes surprising when they've spent so much money on something as well mm. but i'm sure that's something you guys face probably on a daily basis right where just companies don't think yeah, yeah. about how to kind of look after you know your children yeah it's, it's a constant and and sometimes you sort of walk away and like when i first started sort of when the kids were really young and it was just I walked away from everywhere in despair. I remember I used to take it so personally. I used to get so upset. Mm. And then as time goes on, you start to stop taking it quite so personally. But then you sort of feel frustrated. And my background is business development. Um, you know, before I was a mum, I had a proper job. <laughs> um, and it was business development. And, and I sort of walk on like, you're losing out. You know, they call it, is it the purple pound? Mm. They, it's the purple pound. And... Young adults with a disability very often come with a very large sort of cash flow. Yeah, yeah. And you're missing out because you're not yeah. including them. And actually, well, that's a fair point. it yeah. would make a lot. <laughs> there's an awful lot of ways you could be benefiting financially. You know, there are people who really go that extra mile and it just makes the biggest difference. Um, you know, and I think hopefully 
by what we're doing and by people coming along and sort of seeing it from themselves and realizing actually it's not quite so frightening and you can still have fun and i think also there's a lot of negativity around sen and disability um mostly because of the system rather than the actual um people involved and so i think it'd be really nice to sort of have it in a very fun environment but a safe environment and for local companies and businesses to realize the potential that it has for them yeah, yeah. and offer a sponsorship yeah, yeah. that would be nice yeah. wouldn't it we want to make sure this continues into, <laughs> well, yeah. into future yeah. years I mean I presume is there, is there local funding as well helping this we have we haven't it? been <laughs> we've basically begged still and borrowed <laughs> yeah I mean we KCC um, the, uh, a local councillor um, to Birchington has um given us a small amount of funding to help with some some bits and pieces which has helped loads and um we have a a, a sponsor a care home sponsored us but um i, th- I guess that's going to take time to build up we need a reputation yeah. for them to know that there's an audience for them to, yeah, to invest in it's difficult to market something that hasn't happened yeah. yeah and it's difficult to explain to them you know the benefits for them when we can't tell them but hopefully you know come june we'll be knocking on a lot of doors for next year and uh We'll have some figures and things that will make them definitely want to sign up, I hope. Fantastic. All right then, ladies. So um, I think we've kind of got to the end of what we were talking about. So, uh, yeah, so this event, obviously, it's happening in uh, three days' time from the date of this podcast going out. And tickets are still available in advance up until the day before the festival, right? Yeah. Yep. And obviously, they'll be a bit bit dearer on the door, which yep. is uh, pretty standard. So make sure you get your, your tickets in early, guys. And and the event, of course, is open. As we've said, it's it's all inclusive. It's not just people with disabilities. Um, and it's all ages as well. So this, mm. is, this, is, this is a really accessible event to everybody. Yeah, it's not just a family fun day. This is for anybody and everybody yeah. whatever your age absolutely well it's wonderful uh, i really appreciate your time thank you so much for coming in thank and sharing you. this with no, me and, thank you for having and just hats off to what you're doing i think it's it's an amazing thing and uh you know i couldn't imagine the stress that you're under trying to bring it all together but uh, I, I applaud you thank you so much thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.